Wait a minute. What's up, ladies and gents? And welcome back to another episode of the Birdie Num Num Podcast. BNN. I am having a wonderful week this week, and I hope you guys are having a great week. And today on the podcast, getting right into it, I am going to answer a Twitter user's question about office politics in Indian IT companies. Bum, bum, bum. I have a doubt is uh, one thing I would always hear. When I was working at a company that rhymes with Accenture for over 10 years, and I had a great time there, as I've written on my blog. If you Google working at Accenture, Sanjay Comedy, you might find it. Um, so somebody had asked me, uh, hey, Sanjay, can you do a podcast on dealing with office politics at the IT players, at the Wipro, at the Accenture, at the Microsoft, at the Infosys, Wiprosys, Infosys, whatever it might be. And yes, I can. Yes, I can for sure, because I have lived my whole life in the U.S. and I have spent 10 years um, working in IT. And five of those years I spent managing a team. Uh, in Bengaluru, in the random offices here. And I had teams of 10 to 20 people at my biggest, uh, working in analytics and data warehousing and ETL and reporting and all sorts of... And uh, we had a .NET guy and we had, you know, database admins and all that stuff. So, of course I can. Now, um, when it comes to office politics, I think a lot of people ask because they're jaded with their current role at their current company. If you look on Quora or Quora, but I think it's called Quora, a lot of people are like, Indian IT companies are cheats, scoundrels, dirty thieves. They owe me money. And this is my accent. I'm sorry, guys. I do it once in a while because, I don't know, if I'm talking about my mom, she has a very, she's like, beta, are you hungry? Like, that's how she sounds. So I do apologize, but I can't help it. So, yeah, I mean, you read these things on uh on Quora or or on the on the forums on the boards, and you know it's like some angry Telugu guy or or guy from Mysore or guy from uh, Delhi or whatever, and people just are so jaded and so pissed off. And sometimes it's about money, you know. Um, you know they owe me like I love it when I see a guy complaining that you know he's owed ten thousand rupees of back pay. Uh, but you know how hard it is to get fired from an Indian IT company. All right. I know a lot of people in HR. I do a lot of talks. These big companies don't want to fire people. They are hiring nonstop, okay? I'm not saying they're wrong if you got fired, but generally, in a lot of IT companies, you will have warning after warning after warning if somebody lays you off or lets you go. And if you disagree with me for whatever reason, something I'm forgetting, please do email me or comment below on whatever you're listening. If this is YouTube, I would love to hear your opinion in the comments. If this is my podcast, tweet me. Um, but like, you know how hard it is to get fired, dude, you really got to mess up. And so if you were fired and, uh, and that's kind of why you have issue with office politics, um, please do look a little deeper because I feel like there's probably something else there. But in other cases where somebody got promoted ahead of you or somebody less qualified is getting better opportunities to go to the U S or the UK or whatever it might be, I hear you. Okay. But I do want to tell you one thing about office politics. All right. First things first, usually the people who play these games, you know, kiss ass to the manager or like uh, send a lot of uh, emails or, or try to always show face or get upset if you're talking to the senior person. Um, usually those are people who are insecure about their own shortcomings. And that might and that might be technical skills. That might be uh, personal skills. It might just be. Like a lot of IT companies in India and across the world have a lot of crappy people who are just getting a paycheck and doing the bare minimum, minimal viable product, as they say in the startup circles. And these people are basically trying to save their own skin. You know what I mean? Like 
they have a cushy little corner of the company and where they're making their $5,000 a month or whatever it is in rupees and they don't want anybody to interrupt that, okay? So those people are usually the ones who play office politics. And if you're somebody who, I mean, chances are, if you listen to this podcast, you are trying to get better public speaking, you're trying to work harder, you're trying to find better things to do with your free time, but you also know there's ways to work smarter, not harder, you know? And I always say, if you want to avoid office politics and you just want to be good at what you do, honestly, learn to balance your technical skills with your soft skills. And there's always time, uh, you know, so if you're like at Wipro and you have, um, let me make sure I'm recording now. I'm a little nervous. Oh yeah, I am. Okay. So if you're at like Wipro, for example, and you're really, and you're decent at your job in Java or C++ or Python or Hadoop or whatever, and uh, you know, you want to avoid that whole thing. It's it's pretty simple. Just make sure in your free time, you also get good at presentations, at memorizing, at public speaking, at uh, interpersonal skills, at making conversations with strangers or clients. And don't be over the top, you know, but but once you practice those, you know, if if you get on an onshore call with somebody and you're like nervous when you're talking to the white dude in freaking uh, North Carolina, or he might even be younger than you, you know what I mean? So if you're getting nervous about that, learn to fix those problems because the people here's one thing about a lot of Indian IT companies working with people in the West. Uh, those people can generally sniff out, you know, cause we're the Kings at it, you know, growing up in America, we're the Kings of BS a lot of times. And you can sniff out when somebody is like asking you, how's the vet that in Texas, you know, because that person is really just messing up at their job or they didn't handle the tickets properly, or they didn't handle whatever updates they had to make or bug fixes. Right. So like, most of the people who do office politics, I think they eventually get exposed after a while because they're not really producing. They're just kind of protecting and doing whatever. And if you find yourself under a boss or a supervisor uh, who's kind of playing that game and you know it, right, because this guy or girl only cares about his family and his personal life. And, you know, we had a guy when I was working and all he wanted to do, he was on my team. He was a team like supervisor, team lead, and I was the manager. And you could tell all he cared about for this project was to move on to the next project and get a role in Canada or Belgium or wherever it was. And so, you know, he would like try to take me out to dinner and he would try to be like, you know, let's talk more about this and that. But ultimately, he never did any work. You know what I mean? If I asked him to restart or to upgrade the server or do a proof of concept or something to show the client, he never did. Right. So. Uh, it was all and I would always catch him, you know, surfing on other job sites or trying to take interviews and he would do all these other fluffy things, but never do the actual work. And eventually I rolled that guy off my project. I'm ashamed to admit it, but we didn't fire him, but we just kind of like let him go. And then eventually he was on the bench and he found something else. And that's nice in the short term. You know, you might see people like that at your companies who just kind of wing it and just kind of like try to find something. But those people are just going to chase the next once he does get to Canada. He'll change jobs to get something else for another $10,000. But those people are never happy and they never do well in the long term. Yes, they make money, but you also can make money, right? So um, my number one advice for you is ignore the people who are just trying to save their own skin and not get caught to, as basically being a fraud or as basically being just people who want to make money and go overseas. Instead, focus on your first two five years, two to five years, I would say, getting really good because once you're really, really good, like there's a lot of people at IT companies who play the politics game, play the soft skills game, but have no 
no technical skills or very bad technical skills. I had decent technical skills, but luckily I was able to match that and then way go beyond it by public speaking and, and getting on sales calls and making money for the company where that became my kind of core competency. But there's a lot of people who just kind of weasel up but have no technical skills and those people do not go very far. So in, in your case, rather than getting upset about people who are getting ahead of you, I urge you, I urge you, use your free time to not only match them in their soft skills, but also exceed them beyond anyone's belief in your technical skills. Um, did that make sense, you guys? I hope it did. I know it was kind of a ramble, but like you want to get really good in your career. Uh, don't just sit in the closet and become the best Python programmer or the best uh, whatever PHP programmer, whatever it is. Do that, um, but make sure instead of Netflixing or instead of complaining over beers at Toit or whatever brewery is in your city. Um, so the Toit guy was on my podcast, by the way. Did you get that subtle plug? Um, <laughs> make sure uh, what you also do is uh, is you improve on the other things because you will fly, dude. Like why? Uh, I- I'm telling you right now, there are a shortage of really talented technical engineer, engineering and salespeople in India and in the world. Okay, so... On the flip side, in America, there's so many sales guys who are like, I'm a Bitcoin evangelist, or we need to do cloud, or we need to do big data, but they have no idea what the hell they're talking about. And you see those guys all over America, too, because they're the super stressed senior managers, senior executives who are like sitting in business class looking, why is everyone in business class looking so miserable? You know what I mean? Like, you look at those lounges, they all are like hunched over like they're like laptops, but they are not happy because they've just gotten themselves into a position where they don't even... They're like constantly chasing their India teams or constantly chasing the technical guys like 25, 30 years old to figure something out for them so they can sell some craft to some other company, you know? So um, that's one tip, okay? Basically, ignore the politics and focus on your other skills because you won't even need to get involved with that as you get better. The second tip is, dude, there was something I'm still embarrassed about to this day. I had a great guy working for me, like a rock star, super technical, but I kind of mentored him up on how to be, um, you know, better at public speaking and other, not that I'm some like guru, I'm Jay Shitty, the guru, follow my passion, follow your passions, follow your dreams, follow my page, I'm Jay Shitty. (laughs) That guy's on Ellen now, dude, what the hell? Um, Anyways, (laughs) point being was, uh, so yeah, so this guy was like so good. He was like my right hand guy. And unfortunately, you know, I'm talking from experience. I unfortunately indirectly got this guy involved in politics because I had to go doing comedy for a couple of weeks uh, overseas and he was covering for me. And, you know, a good manager, by the way, is somebody, even if they're on holiday and everything is covered, they still just kind of check in. You know what I mean? Like, hey, man, just want to make sure everything's okay. And so I had this guy and I was like, hey, how's it going there? And he sent me, and I I said, if you feel like it, send me a big, long email about what's happening if you need any issues. And because he didn't have so much experience managing people, he was like, well, so-and-so is not doing this, but I'm trying. I'm trying not to let it get ugly, but I'm managing if you have any tips, da-da-da-da-da-da. And like an idiot, like an idiot, um, I did like a reply all to the whole team because there was some cut and paste error or something on the email. And everybody in the team read that he was basically giving me updates on the whole team. Not like my little spy or whatever, but it just looks weird when you're talking about other people. So my number, my, my number two bit of advice is if you are getting caught up in office politics or you just want some general guidance, never, ever, ever have your little sidey conversations on email or messenger, okay? 
Uh, and again, if you're saying, well, I don't want to talk about it in person, then grow the hell up. Then why are you even involved? You know what I mean? So if you have an issue with somebody, unless you're trying to use it as performance feedback or as trying to show it as on the record, try to keep that stuff off. <laughs> Camera cuts out right again at the awkward times. Um, try to keep that stuff off the record because there are always mishaps and there are always things that get sent back and forth. And I always get nervous still when I BCC somebody. By the way, how many of my listeners know what a BCC really means without Googling? What does BCC stand for? Blind carbon copy. Um, so uh, avoid these kind of side conversations. All right. Um, last thing I want to say, and I had like 30 points, but I'm only going to get through a, a few today is, okay. Hmm. It's funny because most people don't speak up, uh, especially in our AC uh, corporate culture. You know what I mean? Like I had guys quit on me who never told me they wanted to get promoted. Or I had guys quit on me who never told me that they wanted to talk about their feedback aside from like once in six months because we don't like to have these, uncomf these uncomfortable confrontational conversations. But just like your wife is like, we need to talk. Or your mom is like, how are you feeling? And you're like, leave me alone, mom. Um, like, I'm fine, even though I'm like slowly dying inside uh, about my career or life or love or whatever. Um, you need to have these talks, man. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I hate when, you know, I've done a, lo a lot of other videos where I say, just ask, man. So don't be that guy who comes into your IT company and is like, I want to go to Anshorol and then they don't like put their money where their mouth is. They don't work. They don't even earn it. Uh, but if you're 21, no one's going to send you as a fresher overseas. It might happen if you get really lucky on a project. But for the majority of people, they focus on the people who got super lucky and think, why not me? Rather than spending two, three, four, five years in India getting really kick-ass at their work where they're needed on site. So um, as my video memory card cuts out right then and there, I'm going to end on that for this quick, short podcast, because I know it's kind of a dry topic, you know, office politics and stuff about uh, the IT industry. But I hope that was helpful, ladies and gentlemen. Just remember, if somebody crappier got promoted. Um, you know, if, if you're just tired of that person kissing butt, they're going to be exposed soon enough. And rather than you getting jealous and angry, upset, just imagine if you were as good as they were on the soft skills, but also you had the technical skills and it's totally doable. Uh, India has a shortage of those people. The software industry in the world has a shortage of those people. And life generally has a shortage of those people because everybody thinks that they can only do their four. And let's be honest, dude, most people at nine to five jobs probably only work about four to five hours tops. All right. In between checking, the, checking their phone. And if you're an investment banker and you're doing a bunch of like crazy data analysis, spreadsheet stuff. I get it. I understand. But you know, even in the evening, you might be getting a hammer. You still have time to do other things. So, uh, you know, you know, you know, a good example of this is go on like Singapore expat forums or these expat forums overseas, uh, not overseas on the Internet. Everything is overseas. And you'll see a bunch of 40, 50 year old men who have crazy half a million dollar salaries just griping and complaining like six year olds on a freaking video game chat board. So everyone, the busier they are, the higher they are seem. Uh, you know, it's all an illusion, man. And, you know, I might be full of shit because maybe there is somebody out here who's slogging his ass off. But what I see, especially at these lounges and all that stuff, is a bunch of senior dudes on Facebook. So um, 
Yeah, I, I hope that was helpful, you guys. Let me know if I was on the ball, if I was off. If you're enjoying the podcast, please like, rate, review, and I'll see you guys next week. Birdie num num. Birdie num num. A birdie num num. That's right.